If anyone ever asked me, what my most irritating pet peeve is, when it comes to biblical discernment, this would be it. And I affectionately call it Bible verse gymnastics because of how frequently one runs into this and how much unnecessary confusion and misunderstanding derive from it. In a recent post entitled How, Not, To Read the Bible, a book review was done and I recently took the liberty of creating a post-note PDF file of the meat of the contents of this particular post, so that anyone who wished to, could download it and save it for future reference. Just click on the above post link and you will see the PDF download link that is available. And of course, if you do download the PDF file you will note that the cardinal run to follow, is never read a Bible verse in isolation. Context is always key so the author recommends that you at least read the whole paragraph, if not the whole chapter, plus the additional recommendations the author gives. Okay, so we know that context is always vitally important, but where does the gymnastics aspect come into play? I'm really glad you asked that question. Let me give you some basic examples. And also note that I am deliberately not going to quote any particular scriptures. Anything stated below is self-evident when one takes the time to go through the whole counsel of God, as given in His Holy Word, the Bible. And don't take my word for it, if you are not sure, check it out for yourself. 1. How about oversimplifying the just love aspect, and ignoring everything else that the Bible has to say about how love can and is to be displayed and exercised? 2. How about pointing to the do's and don'ts of the law and the ought, the rules, as a means of earning our own right standing with God, and indicating that we are no longer under those rules or law and ignoring the commandments, rules, where they derived or originated from, and our obligation to do them, that Jesus gave us? 3. How about identifying legalism in the ought as a means of earning one's own right standing with God and ignoring the aspect and requirement of, dying to our old worldly and self-centered ways and becoming more alive in Christ that the NT talks about. Howabouts 2 and 3 will be addressed at a later date but for this post I will focus on the gymnastics that too frequently takes place when the whole counsel of God on the biblical subject of love is ignored, and the focus is incorrectly applied to just one particular verse, or verses, taken out of context, to the exclusion of all others. But before I do that I do want to clarify some givens. Given number 1, there is no doubt whatsoever that love is to be the driving force or bottom line reasoning behind everything that we do and love is also the driving force behind everything that God does. Given number 2, I am not, nor does the scriptures, at any time, indicate that we can of ourselves, earn our right standing with God, by meeting all the requirements of the law or meeting all the obligations of commandments that Jesus gave us. Given number 3, we all are indeed saved through God's grace and that is a gift to us from God and not of ourselves. But when we start to oversimplify the whole counsel of God as it pertains to how love is and can be displayed and exercised, in one particular way, to the exclusion of all others, is where the gymnastics aspect comes into play. And the exclusion of all others ignores the following truths. Truth near one, because God does love us, does He correct us? The answer is yes, He does. Truth near two, because we are told to do all things in love, does that mean that we, as Christians, are never to identify serious sin in other Christians? such as adultery or stealing? The answer is yes we are required to identify serious sin in other Christians. Truth near 3, does love rule out the necessity of discernment or making a judgment? The answer is no it does not. God loves us yet He judged our sin on the cross through the death of His innocent Son. We as Christians do need to make discernments and judgments all the time with regard to sound doctrine and fellow Christians who change the gospel of Jesus Christ into another gospel, not to mention, Christians who commit grievous sins that not only endanger the eternal status of the individual who has and is committing the grievous sin, but it also casts the church itself into a position of non-accountability. If you choose to ignore these biblical truths, 
you are in essence ignoring a good part of the NT. Christians are to correct fellow Christians who grievously sin, because we do care and love them and because we do care and love the body of Christ, that Jesus died for. We are not talking about obeying rules that ultimately save us, as per earning our own salvation by following rules, we are talking about being obedient to the commandments of Jesus, in that we love one another enough, to correct one another, when we see someone seriously stumble. Love does correct, and to infer otherwise is oversimplifying the just love everyone aspect by excluding our responsibility to love when it hurts or is necessary to do so. The thing is, within the Holy Bible, the inspired Word of God, the Church is, in fact, given responsibilities which we are accountable for. If you think I speak untruths, take a good hard look at the first three chapters of Revelation. We are indeed to love and forgive one another, as we have been forgiven, but that does not exclude us from our clearly directed responsibility of addressing doctrines that are not supported by the Scriptures or serious moralistic sexual sins committed by members within the Church. Do not be deceived by those who tell you that you are not to judge. Jesus did not say that, read the whole chapter, He said not to judge hypocritically. There is a big difference. Do not be deceived by those who tell you that the Bible is just another book written by men that God's Holy Spirit sometimes uses and that the Holy Spirit is still writing Holy Scripture today. Check what Jesus and the Scriptures say about the Scriptures. There is a big difference. And finally, do not be deceived by those who try to disregard the whole counsel of God by inferring that we are no longer required to follow rules. The rules of the law and the ought, from a ritualistic and sacrificial perspective, that would be correct, but from a moralistic God's holiness perspective, these rules were not only maintained but actually expanded upon by Jesus. Check out all the but I say unto you statements that Jesus made. No we do not earn our salvation by perfect obedience to the law or the commandments of Jesus, nor can we, which explains why our salvation is and has been brought into reality by God's grace, but do not misrepresent these truths by saying that we are free to ignore God's whole counsel on love and just love everyone and God will take care of the rest, as it pertains to correcting other Christians. That is the worldly non-offensive approach. Think. Discernment is still a biblical requirement. Worthy is the Lamb. Blessings.